0: Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is Daniel. As always, I'm joined with my co host John. And what's, what's happening? I love how you just like so awkwardly throw that out there. Yep. <laughs> All right. And today we're talking about like a couple of a couple of broad points, but we kind of zero in on uh some of them as to kind of active fathering. So, active fathering, you know, we really want to be like, we would really want to increase the health of all of our listeners, but there's more than one type of health. You know, you've got your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, and your spiritual health. Those are the four common ones. And this is going to be more geared towards the emotional health side of things, especially when it comes to the little ones and the family as a whole, really. So, John, I'll let you get us started. What's the first point we're going to talk about?
1: All right. Well, first of all, so, as we were, you know, working on material, you know, I, I like to do a lot of reading. So, so I came across this article um, by Sean Tanay. Um, okay. Who is was, Sean? Do you know any background on him? I really don't. Okay. Um, but after this, after reading the article, you know, it may be worth looking up some more some more info um, see what else he's got out there. But anyway, he had an article on there. It was called Four Ways to Be an Active Dad, and since that's kind of our whole... That's our whole sh dick. Shabang. Shabang. <laughs> is uh Stick. is you know, being active in the you know, the fitness world and health world and sports world and all that good stuff. But also, you know, being being fathers, you as being a new dad and then me being a being a dad of almost a high schooler, um, who's like less than he's almost he's less than a foot shorter than me, so He's catching up really quick. And everybody loves to point that out every time I turn around. (laughs) Who's gonna be taller than you by the end of the month? It's like Shut up. You know. (laughs) His voice is a lot darker than yours, John. Shut up. You know. Uh but yeah. So anyway I read this cool article and it was four ways of being an active dad. And so I kinda thought we would just uh hit on those four kind of bullet points and how it's affected us and then, you know, I guess and overall how it affects our kids and our families. So the first bullet point, um, was engagement and, uh, yeah, so engagement is probably one of those that I guess as new dads, um, that can be the tough one. Um, I mean, it's actually, I don't know. It's it, for me, it wasn't hard to be engaged as a new dad because I was all excited about getting in there and changing the dirty diapers and. And doing all those engaging things that mm-hmm. said I'm a dad now, you know, all those things that I kind of look forward to. I guess as it gets as they get older, and they start becoming themselves and finding their personalities and all those things, it becomes a little bit harder um, to to engage because you know.
0: Yeah. So for me, I completely get that. You know, like whenever there was work to be done, like I was all about you know changing dirty diapers, getting up for at two thirty a.m. feeding like i felt gung-ho about it but one of the things that my wife kind of pointed out to me was like i don't really like i didn't really hang out with him that much you know so like if he needed to be fed i fed him if he needed his diaper changed i changed his diaper but you know me i'm not really like a outgoing person i'm kind of a be to myself be quiet person anyways same here so like i just kind of like you know hold him and watch tv and she's like well you got to like play with him like interact with him try to yeah. you know like get him happy to see you all the time and stuff and i'm yeah. like I, I mean like you he don't really do anything back you know yeah like when he starts running around i know it would be easy you know we would be outside doing stuff and hanging out and all of that but right now you know he's just kind of like a cute little blob with four limbs that like i can like play with his feet and yeah. play with his hands and let him grab my fingers but like i guess to me I found it hard to engage with him because he couldn't really engage back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, don't get me I understand. He's a baby. He doesn't know to do that yet. But, like, for me, like, you know, if you're having a conversation with a person, like, it's kind of hard to have a one-sided conversation. Right. You know? So oh, yeah. So, it just, it took some getting used to. And that's one thing that I'm really still working on. Like I said, if something needs to get done, I'm there to do it. But whenever, like, it's just me and him hanging out for four hours because she's hanging out with her friends, like, I kind of have to... I don't really want to say force myself, but I have to make sure that I'm paying him plenty of attention when he doesn't need my attention. Right. right. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and I mean that's kind of that's kind of what the article kind of pointed out was talking about. <clears throat> you know how being how how making it a point to set everything aside and be present in the moments. Yeah. Um, which you know for for working you know working parents and you know uh, like in my in my situation. It was still that whole, um, you know, athlete at the top of his game, and you know, constantly and you know, constantly training, constantly competing, and then that whole mindset of, "Yep, I need to be there to do the work, Mm -hmm. the man stuff, I guess," um, to show that I'm, you know, I'm in there, you know, I'm being supportive, (laughs) but then realizing that you know, our kids pick up on things like our tone of voice and our voice and our smell and, and all those things that they rely on as, as infants to learn, figure out who we are or where, or I guess where we lie in the the importance or the totem pole of the family. Like, you know, mom smells like the dairy, the dairy farm. Uh, That's, she's number one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, here's this guy with a darker voice and, you know, who likes to cuddle me and and sing to me or something like that? And I heard mm-hmm. number two, so you know, I guess that looking at looking at the engagement part early on um, is, I guess, how they figure out who we are. Uh, which I, you know, I back then I didn't think about that. So it was right. all like, what can I do to what can I do to what can I do to be the the dad? You know, yeah. like I'm a new dad, but I want to be the dad. You know, mm-hmm. and like now. Um, now it's it's complicated but not it's complicated but not that complicated but then complicated (laughs) because you know i mean my kid's 12 almost 13 so you know he still does a lot of stuff he used to do but engaging with him is a little bit different because he's got his own little personality his own little world that he likes to do things in and and it's hard for me because some of the stuff that he's that he really enjoys, I, I you know, I, I care, but you know, I'm just kind of like not engaged in that. So it's um, kind of like the stuff. So
0: you want to spend time with him, but what he wants to do during that time doesn't really like spark with you. Right, right. It's something you right. wouldn't normally do without him.
1: Yeah, or yeah. I wouldn't do it at all. Like, yeah, you know. Well, that's one like, man. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So like. And for instance, you know he, he he'll he wants to go. I mean, he's big into like weather and and um, ocean life and stuff like that. So, I mean, he's literally like tracking possible hurricanes and storms and things like that. And I'm just like, whatever happens, happens. I don't care. You know, yeah. like like he's like all into. But you know, mom's a science teacher, and, and I'm a science major as well. And so, you know, we kind of brought that whole sciencey part of us into the fold and he found his own little niche in there, you know, like he would rather talk about hurricanes and tornadoes and I would rather not because I'm looking at the trees and stuff and which ones are healthy and which ones are not, which ones might fall on the bloody house when we have a tornado. So he's like, Yeah, we might have a tornado I'm like, Shut up, I don't have a tornado, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk about having a tornado. Um so, you know, it gets a little harder to get engaged. I mean, we did, you know, soccer Um, early on, I coached a soccer team, which was fun. Um, the hardest was, was baseball. He did baseball from the time he was five till, I guess, this year. Hmm. Um, which, you know, they didn't even have baseball. They did the Rona, but, uh. Yeah. Well, I think it's supposed to be starting up in January, right? Yeah, hopefully. Um, Hmm. but, you know, he decided. Oh, so they haven't set anything in stone yet? They just said, oh, oh, great. Yeah, they don't really have a a firm date yet. It's all kind of in limbo. Like, this is what we're proposing, (laughs) but who knows what happens. Um, but you know, we, so, I mean, I coached this team, me and my wife, both, she, she ran the dugout and then I, I was assistant coach with another friend of ours that coached. And so, you know, we started at five and we watched our kids grow up to be, you know, middle schoolers on the baseball field. Um, so that was, that was one of those ways that I really learned to engage with him, um, which wasn't always the best, even <laughs> because, <laughs> I'm over there like, you know, mm-hmm. swing the bat, you know, hit the ball, <laughs> run, you know, and it's like, yeah, just yelling the whole time. Oh God, you know, <laughs> you like, you're the coach, you know, but, um, yeah. you know, you could have caught that ball, you know, if you would have just it went to the ball or, you know, yeah. um, but you know, we still engaged, we still had a good time. We still made a family affair out of it. Um, but it was also one of those things where. I finally had, I mean, it forced me to set aside stuff, which is one of the reasons that I wanted to, to do it. Not, not only that, I mean, I enjoyed baseball always. Um, but it forced me to set aside like practices were on the nights that I was usually on a training ride. Uh, you know, games were on the weekends and I was usually on a training ride or doing a race. So, you know, there was a lot of that stuff that I was like, everybody's like, Hey, where'd Hogan go? Where's John? Well, For three months, I was on the baseball field, so it's time to, you know, you try to cram in training beforehand. Yeah. So, yeah, engagement's a a B. Um, Man, like I said, it doesn't seem to get easier. Yeah. Yeah, it seems
0: like it just kind of changes flavors. It's still something you have to work towards, something that isn't really going to happen
1: naturally. Right. Yeah. Okay, but not like that one. and, And so from engagement, you roll right into involvement okay and you know if you're engaging then you're 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 kind of involving yourself um but that's kind of where we talked about i guess the involvement would be the work that we were talking about getting in there and doing the hands-on yeah early on Um,
0: well i mean so that's not going to be a (laughs) gimme for everybody you know like me where i grew up we were very work-oriented you know like some of my earliest memories are me out in the field with dad, either picking up vegetables, getting ready for the harvest, or, you know, helping slaughter animals, feed animals, whatever. So, I mean, work was just kind of what we did. You know, yeah. it wasn't like, wasn't no anticipations like, oh, you know, next week we got to do this. It's yeah. like, no, we're doing this right now. And then we're going, we got more to do next week. Yeah. So, with the involvement part, as far as getting the work done, man, if there's work to do, I'm going to
1: do it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing like early <clears> on. <throat> With you know moms and the late night feedings and up you know the, the involvement part that's uh, I mean, like I said for for new moms that's one of the important things it's, it's not many less important as they get older um, with you know cleaning rooms and doing this and doing mm. that uh, my biggie's homework but I'm I am dumb to what they do in school now. Yeah, and since my wife works in the school system and she's a teacher, it's a lot easier for her to help with homework I'll because, bet so. I mean, you know, history stuff I can work with. And you know, most science stuff. When you get into that math and some of that new stuff, I just I don't have a clue. Yeah. I wasn't good with it in school. But.
0: Yeah, and one thing to remember too with that is, you know, it sucks on both sides. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, you know, like. I talk about the 2.30 a.m. feedings like they weren't terrible. They were absolutely terrible, man. Like, my job, I've got the, I don't really have a job. I just kind of hang out at the gym all day. But still, you know, like I've got people reliant on me to be here, be active, and be awake. Well, whenever you're on your feet all day, moving around weights all day, choking people, doing jujitsu, all that stuff, that 2.30 feeding comes at, like, the pivotal moment. That's when deep sleep normally happens. So, I mean, it was terrible, man, but. Just one thing to remember about is that you're not alone during that time either. You know, like I was getting up doing the two thirty feeding because my wife was getting up doing the two thirty pumping. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's a lot of give and take. I mean, the women, of course, their hormones switch to where they're kind of on baby duty. You know what I mean? Like their bodies react to the baby. As soon as the baby's hungry, the body, like the mom, ain't gonna be able to sleep. Her hormones are going to get her up and be like, hey, hey, you need to take care of this little one. Yep. So they do have an advantage to that, but that doesn't mean it isn't rough on
1: them. Yeah.
0: You know, So you're not going at it alone. You're you know, with your significant other, and y'all really have to rely on each other. Trust me, me and my wife got into plenty of fights over me being tired and cranky and her being tired and cranky and oh, Raylan yeah. being wide awake when oh, he yeah. shouldn't be. <laughs> so, yeah, it's never easy. It's not supposed to be easy. I mean, it's going to be hard during those times, but those times pass, you know. Like, we're at the point now to where, well, not right now, but we were at the point where he was sleeping all night. Everything was great, you know, would handle business last thing at night and first thing in the morning. But we got, you know, seven and a half, eight hours sleep in between. Yeah. Right now, unfortunately, he's cutting teeth, so. He's just very uncomfortable, man. I mean, I hate it for him. You know, it sucks with my sleep schedule, but, I mean, little guy's in pain, so I don't mind. You know, oh, he wants to be babied and held a little bit more than normal. I'm perfectly cool with that. I know he's hurting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's – I don't know. It's one of the like I said, like it, it works both ways, and it's, it's not any more important on both sides, I guess. Um, yeah. like, well, that article kind of pointed out that um, – the, the, one of the, I guess, one of the things that I looked at that kind of stuck out to me was that it was, you know, that's how we learn mm. about each other. I mean, that's what that's how our children are, learn about us and what we like and the things that make us tick, and it's then it's vice versa. Yep. Um, so you know, if you're not involved, um, then it's it's a whole lot a whole lot harder to to learn. Um, and it pointed out that. Uh, you know, parenting your child through every part of their lives as a simple way of supporting uh, early and long-term development, which is you know, now that my kid's twelve, I totally see that. Um, yeah. You know, because it was, I see it now, but I also see the parts where I weren't, where I wasn't around because I was, you know, out on a bike or out training. I mean, my wife tells me a lot of times, she's like, "You're an idiot. You were, you were always there." I'm like, "But was I really, or was I, you know?" going through well, the motions and and then trying to cram everything in. Yeah, so I mean so it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? Like I always
0: want to be there for railing. you know, like growing up I'm going to try to be there as much as I can. I don't want to miss any of the important moments. But at the same time, I'm my own individual, too. Right. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like like we talked about before, you know, I stopped going to the jiu-jitsu classes in the evening. That way I get home help my wife out and be with my son, be with the family. Yeah. But I just switched it to where I went to jujitsu in the morning. Yeah. I stopped doing jujitsu. My stress levels go through the roof and that's not good for anybody either. No. You know, I have to keep my hobbies. I have to continue to train. Like I can't just drop everything in my life and go solely on railing. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like if the need was really there to, I would in a heartbeat. But I have to try to keep my own sanity and my own mental health as far as everything goes as well. My emotional health and everything else. Like, you know, jiu-jitsu is kind of like my group of people. Yeah. You know, whenever I do jujitsu, I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm de-stressing. I'm getting my mind off of it. It's a meditation to me. Right. So, you still... The same thing with you whenever you were on the bike, you know? like Yeah. Part of it was training for a competition. The other part of it was clearing your head and letting the world fade away for a little bit. Oh, yeah. So, if you were... If you were to skip every bike ride, stop riding, stop training altogether, and only spend time with Sully, your stress would go through the roof. Oh and Lord, yeah. Sully, he's so small and malleable, and like just soaks everything up like a sponge. Oh, yeah. He's gonna soak that stress up. He's yeah. gonna see, oh, daddy stress. Uh, like this is my normal now. Yeah, you know, and that's the biggest thing I try to keep away from. Raymond. I grew up in a very stressful house, yeah. um, very stressful family. And, you know, like, I've got bad anxiety about, like, stuff that happened in the past that I can't change. I mean, it's just part of my personality. I'm working on changing it. But that's one of the things I don't want my son to get. I don't want him to get my anxiety, to get my, you know, negative body image, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And that's 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 one of those things where it's, I kind of, I mean, I have anxiety issues. I've had some, you know, in the past, like, struggle with depression issues and, you know, I try to keep it in check. Um, anxiety has, you know, I've done better with it. Um, anxiety is one of those that just comes out of the blue. For me, yeah. it just kind of shows up. It, it's weird. It's usually like early in the morning, like when I'm in the middle of my getting ready for work routine. Um, and it's, you know, it's maybe once or twice a month now anymore where I'll get like a crazy attack, um, which is good because he's asleep and he doesn't see that. But he has... Um, you know, he has developed some of my anxieties and, and worries. So, I mean, the kid's always happy, always smiling. I don't think he has any depressed issues or depression issues, but mm. he does deal with, like, testing anxiety and things like that. Well, those um, are common. You know, and he yeah. worries. And, you know, all of that's my fault because I'm constantly worried about something. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, totally. That's And that goes kind of back to that whole, you know, what they learn from us. I mean, they can feel... You know, it's just like riding a horse, you know, if you're stressed, it's stressed. You know, mm-hmm. if you're tense, it's tense. The same way with a kid, you know, you're holding a kid, it can feel your body language. and oh, wow. um Yeah. Um, so, yeah, invo- engagement and involvement. Um, and then the uh, the third uh, topic was nurturing.
0: Um, oh, it feeds right into it. Yeah, and yeah. And you nurture the habits you want them to have and you, you know have a negative response to the ones you don't want them to have. Right, yeah.
1: right. And that's, you know, that kind of points out, you know, um, you know, for an example, like dealing with your kid when they're upset, dealing with your kid when they're having their mm-hmm. meltdown. Um, how do you deal with it? And do you, you know, do yeah. you blow up and scream at the top of your lungs? Do you, you know, just throw your hands up and say I'm done? Um, mm-hmm. And that's one of those, man, that's, a, that's another one of those double-edged swords because, I mean, you know, the right moment, the right, the right stressor and your kid pops off with this crazy screaming panic, you know, yeah. pitching a fit and you're in the middle of the worst day of your life. I mean, you know, how do you react?
0: That's a I mask mean, going to literally depend completely on the situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to me. So one of the big things that I've learned as far as like teaching kids class and like, I know it sounds weird, but like training dogs too, you know, like you want to reinforce a good behavior and you just want to shut down bad behavior altogether, but it's how you do that as well. Yeah. So like for me, I'm not really a yelling type of person, you know, me and my wife get into an argument. She's a very emotional person. Like she will yell, all this other stuff. I just talk normally. The only time I really raise my voice is when it needs to happen. Right, You know what I mean? To me, um, I heard this quote, I mean, back in like high school. I don't even remember what it was from. It may have been a movie. It may have been a book I was reading, whatever. But it was basically, if you're in an argument with somebody, don't increase your volume, increase your opinion yeah. or increase your point of view. Right. You know what I mean? So like if you feel the need to yell, then that means your point is isn't valid enough right? because your point had no power whatsoever. So you need to increase your volume and try to work off of fear. Yeah. You know, cause when somebody yells at you, like it doesn't even have to be something bad, but you get like that little startle reaction. Yeah. Startle is fear. So like, you're not trying to prove your point to them. You're trying to scare them into submission. Yeah. Essentially. Oh you know? yeah. So I'm not a big fan of like yelling and screaming. I had one manager at one of my old jobs Oh man this dude had a Napoleon complex like you wouldn't believe he was like maybe 150 pounds like five foot six yeah every time we got called in for a meeting in quotation marks he was screaming at somebody like just as loud as he could he would cuss just throw vulgarity left and right screaming at the top of his lungs and you saw the look on everybody's face around that table nobody cared yeah. It had no reaction whatsoever because he's always screaming. It became the normal. Yeah. Like, oh, here we go. Again. Yeah. So it. I scream fest. It's like, oh, okay. That's yeah. your volume. Like, it has zero effect whatsoever. The owner of the company, exact opposite. Laid back, cool as could be. He would take literally the lowest paid person there out to lunch and just hang out with them. Yeah. So whenever he was pissed, which I only saw him pissed one time, he started yelling. Everybody paid attention. Yeah. Because that was completely out of character. Yeah. Like, everybody's like, Oh no, this is really bad. What's going on here? You know, and like I said, it was, it's kind of like a special weapon he didn't use often,
1: you know? Yeah, I mean, that's the way, I mean, I'm totally that way. And I I grew up in a house where, you know, that was a normal. I mean, Mm. there was a lot of yelling, a lot of, a lot of those things, um, you know, and it happens. Um, But that was one of the things, I mean, for me to yell like, for me to get, I mean, I can go straight death metal. Um, (laughs) But for me to get to that point, it's, like, way beyond needing to happen, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, it's at
0: the point where you're not trying to win the argument anymore. Right. (laughs) And
1: most of the time, it's just because I'm tired of hearing it. Like, Mm. so, at my house, house, so, you've got two really hard-headed, stubborn people. You've got my 12-year-old and my wife. Yeah. And he will push her to her limits. And she does the same thing with him. And I'm finally just like, shut up! (laughs) <laughs> you know, like I can't hear it anymore. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. It's, you're yelling and he's yelling, and you oh, know, yeah, and yeah. it's like you know, and in normal, like, and when I grew up, if you talk back, it was just mm. you, you. When you woke up, you might <laughs> <laughs> when the taste came back. <laughs> yeah, when the taste came back. <laughs> yeah. You know, you might. You wouldn't do it again, that's for sure. Oh yeah. Um. And maybe that's a failure on my point, but you know, on my part, but. You know, I've also taught my kid, you know, to got stand up for yourself. Yeah. You know, to an appointment. I mean, if you're wrong, you need to I mean, if you're wrong out of the gate, you need to admit that, own it and be done with it. Don't mm-hmm. sit there and continue to argue when you know you're wrong. Yeah. I'm like, but if you feel strongly about something and, and you know you you're kind of in the middle ground, you need to you know make your point known and valid validate. Yeah. Increase validate. your argument. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's the wrong thing to do with mama, but Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, so that comes to a different
0: point, too, especially, you know, on the topic of arguments. Like whenever me and my wife argue, a lot of the times, man, I'm just like, man, this ain't worth fighting over. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've seen a lot of good. Well, from outside looking in, I've seen a lot of relationships that were like good relationships. You know, the people were great for each other, but they just get on this one argument over something stupid and neither one of them backing down. Like, yeah. they're dead set and determined. This is the hill they're going to die on, no yeah. matter how dumb it was. <laughs> and they're like, no, I'm right on it. I'm like, really? Y'all are, like, fighting over stupid shit? Yeah. You know, like, just let it go. Move yeah. on with your life. Every time me and my wife, you know, me and my wife, uh, we've had some bad arguments, you know I mean? We've had some rough patches. Yeah. You know, but it literally just came to the point to where, like, you know, you're an hour in and you're like, was this really worth it? Yeah. Like, am I going to sit here and be prepared to throw away, you know, over a decade worth of a great relationship over something this stupid? Yeah. If you're not, then just apologize and move on with your life. I've apologized for a ton of stuff that I don't feel like I need to apologize for. But I'm like, really, this isn't worth throwing away my life right now.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Because, I mean, you know, most of ours, for whatever reason, I guess because we've always tried to, you know, we don't, honestly... I can probably count on two hands the amount of arguments we've had, and we've yeah. been together for twenty some years. Yeah, um, and ours always happen at like midnight. And it just no, we haven't. Had, we
0: had yeah. one of those, and I was like, "Look, I'm too tired for shit." Yeah, it, it just <laughs> totally just
1: it totally wrecks the next day because yeah. you're like, "Oh my god, it's two a.m." Mm. You know, I've got to get up in three hours, or yeah, two more hours to get to work. You know, mm. and it's like. Um, yeah, and I guess that a lot of that's because the kid was asleep and, you know, he wasn't no, listening man. in on it or whatever, but, um, yeah, I mean, I've just, uh, learned to accept that my wife is always right. There you go, man. And she will flat out tell you, yes, I am.
0: Yeah. It's, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: I mean, most of ours, mm-hmm. if the kids are around here, it's because I'm driving and she's bitching about the way I drive because mm-hmm. she's always telling me, you know, if if, I, yeah. if if we're not straddling the white line and, and dodging cars at, at top <laughs> speed, I'm doing it wrong, Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, make that move, make that move. Oh, I would have made that move. You, you know, so I'm yeah. just like, you want to drive? You know, yeah. that's usually our <laughs> argument. It's always about driving.
0: Um, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, same thing with me and my wife. We don't argue often whatsoever, but like sometimes we get into it. And I'm like, if this is worth it, we'll go head to head. If it's not, and I'm just like, cool, babe. Like, I'm not even being smart ass. Like, I completely understand. I'm like, this is over with. We're good yeah. now, you know. Oh, yeah. And like a lot of people will give you shits, like, oh, okay, you whooped, you just back down to the wife. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see a problem with that. But
1: that and that's that, that just that just makes the whole point about the importance of nurturing because I mean that's what you're doing you're figuring out better ways of of responding to your spouse Mm. better ways of responding to your kid like I mean you know I I got a lot of butt whoopings as a kid yeah but I think my son maybe have gotten one and that's just because it was bad enough where it was just like yeah bust that bottom but and trust me I felt horrible after I did it because I was like I never want to be this guy you know like mm-hmm. it's not what i want That's not why i wanted to happen yeah um but i've never had to do it since yeah or been put in that position and you know so um you know and that's everybody's got their opinion on on that kind of stuff on spankings mm-hmm. and that whole on on that whole thing and i you know teach their own whatever you think <laughs> your yeah. your life your child you do it how you feel mm-hmm. um um, best but then that that's the whole nurturing thing though learning what learning what technique works for you and mm. working with your child because some kids just aren't going to learn through that yeah. and with my kid I don't feel like he learns anything other than he takes it personal as my dad does, my dad doesn't like me or mm. you know you know what I'm saying yeah well, whereas I mean. me I was just like okay I'm won't do that again yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah and I mean that's definitely going depend on your personality and your child's personality. But I was the same way. I mean, I got my ass lit up whenever I was younger, but you know, like I learned a lesson from each yeah. of them, you know, yeah. I may have got tore up five or six times, but it was for five or six different things. You yeah. Know I mean, what I mean?
1: And I tell my parents now, like, like then, you know, back then I do, I was just so angry at my parents for, for all that. Like mm. I, my mom only wore my butt out once. It was because I destroyed my neighbor's, a dogwood tree i had a bat fight with it (laughs) because nobody else was around the tree was taunting me so (laughs) i took its arms off um but man i'm telling you what she elevated me like six feet off the floor that was the only time i can remember my mom ever doing that but you know then there was the other times and Hmm. those were rough um but now i go back now and i go you know maybe it uh maybe it had an impact that's why i haven't been to jail and yeah. You know, I you know don't steal from other people and do stupid stuff. I don't beat people's, mutilate people's trees with baseball bats now. Um, you know, yeah. and try to be a good person. And yeah, maybe but, that's had some positive.
0: Yeah, but there's also a huge difference between like whooping a kid and child abuse too. Oh, yeah, and that's why sure. a lot of like some of the news reports and stupid stuff that I've seen. Like, that's how it goes. It's like, oh, yeah. if you whoop your kids, you're laying hands on them. Like, oh, nah, there's a big difference between taking a belt to their ass and, like, beating the child. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One I of them mean, stings, the other one leaves bruises. Yeah, and, you I, know?
1: and that's like, and, I, and and kids are being told that stuff, though, now, because I, oh, yeah. I know of picked around with my kid before and he's like i was called dss <laughs> you know like, we'll <laughs> go right ahead <laughs> yeah. you have fun with that you get to sleep out back today <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know it's like yeah but you know he's joking but at the same mm-hmm. time he's not because somebody said hey you know if your parents does, if that happens to you then hey, yeah. your parents could go to jail you know Good luck. somebody's put that in there mm-hmm. um yeah so nurturing being a huge thing i mean that's uh it's just learning your own style, you know, how to deal with your kid um, and all those good things. Mm-hmm. And then finally... <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to go to point four. <laughs> I was trying to, like, man, I'm telling you, I went to the beach over the weekend and there was it was thick with pollen down there. Really? That's yeah. odd. Yeah, I was thinking right. the same thing. And then I came back here and it's like all of a sudden... Uh, mm-hmm. So it's like sneeze, hack... It's not the Rona. Yeah, wife's doing the same
0: thing, man. Her science is locked up. We went for a long walk last night and hung out with neighbors for a little bit, talked to them. Yeah. And, like, she just started getting lit up as soon as she went back in.
1: Woke up this morning, couldn't breathe. Yeah. Same stuff. Yeah. And, by the way, neither of us are doctors, so, um, or psychologists, psychiatrists, or any of those things. I'm pretty sure they know that by now. But, in case you you were wondering, um, you know. We're just uh, meathead dads trying to make a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Trying but, not to raise little psychopaths. Yeah. But Daniel's all swole over here because he's taking his essential aminos. <laughs> <coughs> it's like a vein's about to pop in for you. Mm. But so the last bullet point was play and fun. And this one is an important one. And it it's kind of it's kind of a different one too nowadays because things are a lot different so mm-hmm. playing fun like um, I I love doing stuff with my kid we love you know for, we love to go hiking we love to go to the beach you know we, like I said we just spent a couple of days out on a boat you know and um, hit a couple of islands and he loves the shells so he went out and found seashells and um, you know swam and did all those cool things um, but yeah, I mean, you know, kids love to play with their dads.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and you know, it's one of those things like you know when I was a kid, my dad was playing like He-Man and GI Joe, and you know, we had the old the whole shebang, you know, mm. conversation, fights, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Um, kids don't really do that mm. any of these days. No, that was one of those things where I struggled because I was like. When's my kid going to want to get some Batman figures? And it's like, bought him some Batman figures? Mm. No. Never touched them. Never. That's because it's Batman. Batman's yeah. the worst of the superheroes, by the way. It's Batman my wife's really favorite, like superhero. superhero. No. I mean, Superman's the best. Yeah. But, I mean, that's my mm-hmm. favorite. But
0: mm-hmm. um, I mean, There's just so many other options besides a uh, rich human.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> he's got all kind of cool I mean, toys. I will say Michael Keaton was by far the best Batman, but... I'll give you that. I agree. Um, I thought Val Kilmer did an
0: okay job. His yeah, acting right. was terrible. Well, Clooney but was awful. Clooney just... I mean, who looks at Clooney as an action figure? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just weird. That's like Pierce
1: Bronston as 007. Yeah. Like, no. Uh, he's, no. He's
0: not a secret spy. No. Yeah.
1: No. But yeah, I had the Val Kilmer figure, too. I didn't get the George Clooney one, but I, my favorite was Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so kids don't, I mean, they they engage totally differently now. I mean, they, I mean I'm sure there's some kids out there that still play with dolls, but mm-hmm. mine didn't. And so he was into that. I mean, it was, he man, he was, like I said, he was into science stuff, art. Now, that's something that he and I both love to draw. Um, we paint together quite a bit. Um, he loves paint. I mean, he's a phenomenal artist um so there's there's an area where we like to have fun i mean that that's a lot of times that uh christmas will uh, sit down and blow through a few paintings and and that's christmas presents for people um so we do that together throw on some tunes paint um and like i said the beach um he's he's kind of got into track of course he was getting ready to run track and then the the whole Rona thing happened. was shut down all the kids' sports, yada yada yada. So, um, I guess we're gonna get back into training for track again. So, uh, we do some running together, um, which that's our fun. Why'd you um, stop training? Why'd you stop training? Well, I mean, we still are, but um, oh, I was about to say, like man. into the heavy, the heavy stuff. But,
0: yeah, I've yeah. had so many athletes <clears throat> like, oh, everything got pushed off. I'm like, okay, yeah, like, I, oh, I, well, I'm just gonna take a. Br-. I'm like, why are you? Taking a break. This is where you grow between seasons. Oh yeah. You don't start every
1: season back at square one. Shoot, no, no. I mean, with me, I mean, I've got. I'm hoping. I mean, you know, I had my first run yesterday. It went pretty well. Um, I mean, I've got next Saturday's a 50k race, and you know, it's like I was talking to Sean, and I mean, we both we both worked our butts off this summer. I mean, we actually ran more um, this year um, than we did. The past year, even yeah. with this going on, because we had more opportunities to put oh, more yeah. to, to put more mileage in, I think we're like right we right at maybe a thousand or a thousand nice. miles for yeah. the year. Um, so you know, I'm hoping to I'm hoping my ankles can get enough to. I'm sure it will be get through. Yeah. Man, 32 miles. Yeah, well, but yeah, I mean, it's no, relatively flat
0: though. You ain't got a lot of like rocks and roots and hills and stuff, do you? Oh, I gotta run up Table Rock. Oh, I thought this was the what was it Mountaineer?
1: No, this is uh the rock. Rumble or whatever. Yeah, no, it's a Table Rock order. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna have a lot of elevation then. That's uh, <laughs> that's like 4,900 feet. No, it's not too bad then. But I, the good thing was about it, more than that. yeah, the good thing about it is, is you hit the actual climb up the mountain yeah. at like mile twelve. So and normally you hit it at like 16, 17. Gotcha. So I'm hoping. I hope. I
0: mean,
1: I'm hoping it sticks in there for me. I'm sure That'd it will. Crazy. I'd still wear a brace just in oh, case. Oh, definitely. But right there they are. They're yeah. going to both be on there. So. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah,
0: and that's um. one thing about it too, is there's a, a huge connection between the psychology, especially in boys, with not only play, but rough play. Yeah. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Same thing with, you know, like, I know I keep referring back to dogs like they're people, but... I mean, same thing with dogs. You know, like you have to give them that rough play too. You can't just be soft and play with toys all the time. Like, they need some horseplay. They need to be thrown around a little bit. You get a pull
1: rope and they will go, you can have a lot of fun with a pull rope and they will Mm. continue to bring that thing to you. talking about dogs or kids? Dogs, (laughs) man. Or kids. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. But no, that's
0: one of the things that I plan on. You know, um, I got my niece and nephew in jujitsu right now. And both of them are just absolutely loving it, but yeah. they don't know how to be aggressive. You know, like they're, you know, my sister and uh, her husband, they never really like play rough with them. They never push them around and grapple yeah. with them, wrestle with them. So whenever like I started, whenever we first started jujitsu, they were like, oh, we're, we're going to like grab each other and throw each other around. I'm like, yeah. They're like, what do you mean? And I just grabbed them by the head and threw them across the mats. Like man. we're going to do that. Yeah. And now they absolutely love it, man. Whenever I come down there, I take my flip flops off, step on the mats. One of them's trying to shoot a double leg on me or like hip toss me, and yeah. like they just absolutely love it because it gives them that release too. You know. Yeah. And like, of course, I had the conversation. You know, hey, don't do this at school. This is for self defense. Don't like start playing with your friends and throw them on their head on the tile in the schoolyard or anything. Unless you have to. <laughs> yeah. Unless you have to. But they need to get that, you know. Like oh, yeah. we see that even with grown adults, like guys who come down to try jujitsu out for the first time, man, you just grab a hold of them, start moving, like you see that little adrenaline rush that hits them, and oh, like man. they're happy, you know. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like you know Fight Club in the very beginning of the movie, whenever uh, the narrator and Tyler Durden are fighting outside the bar, and yeah. The guy with tie walks up and goes, "Can I be next?" Yeah, like yeah, of course. Take the tie off. Yeah. You know, like people need that, and I'm yeah. not saying you know join a underground fight club and start knocking each other's teeth out. She should, but I mean, it's not a bad idea. I'm just saying it may not be the best idea. Yeah, don't do it at work. That can get you hung it's up. It's the best place to do it, man.
1: It is a basement of the warehouse. Let's have a zero tolerance
0: policy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like I mean, it's good to have that, and I mean, don't get me wrong, like the self-defense aspects and Mm -hmm. the self-confidence that you gain off of it is immeasurable it did so much to boost my self-confidence it's ridiculous but two you just like you need to feel that you know like whenever guys start jujitsu you'll just see like this little primal need start getting developed in them and they're a lot calmer throughout the day they don't argue as much like a they're not as tense because they're able to get this out and B they understand they're like oh this this is how violence goes yeah. you know like they start to understand violence and they start understand they start to understand how much danger you can be in with a skilled opponent oh yeah you know a lot of people like to think oh yeah you know toughest guy at the bar been in a couple of bar fights all that stuff you start moving with somebody who's trained to hurt you yeah. it's a lot different oh yeah 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 so yeah rough play rough house them take them out in the backyard You know, learn some throws, learn some takedowns, learn how to
1: fight grips, all that stuff. Yeah, that's one of the things, like, my kid, he, I usually, usually I'm greeted when I walk in the door with him trying to punch me or Mm -hmm. something, so then it turns into me punching him. Oh, yeah. I mean, full bore. I just... (laughs) (laughs) Bow! Don't forget who I am. (laughs) Yeah, right in the gut, you know, just whop. Um, Which, you know, then turns to, like I, I can and I see that sparking him a lot, you know, oh, that yeah. that because like I'll do some I mean, especially if you get him in the morning where he's like, he is not a morning person like his mom, but man, if I go in there and like throw an elbow on him or, you know, sit on his head or something, I mean he's immediately you can just see him by the face and he'll start throwing punches and throwing kicks and you're <laughs> like and he's mad, like he's oh, ready yeah. to go. Um mm. so yeah, I mean that's um so yeah, we did a lot of that we we were Wrestle around and you yeah. know, punch each other. Like he's he put me on my hip. He almost put me out one day with a left hook. I did not see coming. <laughs> I mean, we're walking out to the car and yeah. we're kind of like back and forth. And next thing I know, mm-hmm. left left hook, bam, caught me right on the right in the jaw.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, I saw stars for a minute. and mm-hmm. I was like, oh. And I still tell that story. That was a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, and that's um, I mean, just get some boxing gloves. You know, like, yeah. and that's one of the <laughs> big things about jujitsu and you know kickboxing various martial arts all of my friends that i do martial arts with we just have this very deep bond you know i mean we've struggled together we've seen each other at our successful moments we've seen each other get tapped out at our least successful moments you know so i mean you really get this strong bond to like like i tell everybody my 20 best friends all do jiu-jitsu i've got like four best friends that don't do jiu-jitsu You know, but once you get that and you can create that kind of bond with your son, like that's just awesome. I know a lot of father and son combinations that do martial arts together and they're just extremely close because they've seen each other through that. You know, like you don't have to see your dad as some superhero figure, you know, like you see him go in there and get their ass kicked at a competition. You can relate to him a lot deeper. You're no longer this big thing up on a pedestal. And that's a good thing. Because once you're on that pedestal, you start screwing up, you fall off of it. But once they start seeing you as, hey, you know, my dad tried really hard. You know, he lost, but he went out there and he tried as hard as he could to do what he likes to do. And he enjoyed it, you know.
1: And that's one, I mean, that's one of the good aspects with having, with us doing sports as a family, like we have. Like with my cycle, like cyclocross, Mm -hmm. you know, them coming to all all of our races, or all my races, and him seeing me, you know, win here or second here but then 15th here because I crashed you yeah. know or got crashed out or taken mm-hmm. out or flatted a tire you know it, it'll see me push through and get to the end but I didn't win but I still had a good time and I still enjoyed it yeah that's and, it man. And because I've been doing what I like to do and and that's one of the the things and it? it's and I've told them numerous times like you know I'm I'm not the best there's always gonna be somebody out there yep. better than you it's just how hard, How much more do you want it? Yeah, you know, and and hopefully that's something he carries with him.
0: Um. Yeah, but also
1: like, you
0: know, like, <clears throat> so it kind of takes the pressure off of him as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I can't tell you how many like kids we've seen at tournaments and their dad who doesn't train, doesn't do anything is like yelling at them. Oh, yeah, and you can tell that like, he doesn't train because he is not like he's like mm-hmm. get up, get up, and we're like... He's got him wound up. Like, he's not getting up from this position. Yeah. Like, the kid's in full mount on top of him. Yeah. Where you want him to just stand up. And he's hearing you know? that voice. Yeah. he knows that voice. But not only that, but he's never <laughs> even seen his dad try. Right. You know? So, like, kid loses. He feels like a failure. Yeah. And he's never seen his dad lose, but he's also never seen yeah. his dad try anything. You know right. what I mean? So, like, the other ones, you switch it, and you hear, like, you know, the kids who, like, their dad is actually their... Uh, instructor as well he's given them all of this great information all that other stuff kid win or lose yeah. you know his dad goes out hugs both of the kids shakes the other coach's hand like you see that it's not like a why'd you do that or why yeah. didn't you get up you know oh, yeah. it's like a hey yeah you did a great job like call, you did excellent today call those the al bundy's yeah you know, because they're, like, trying to – Well, he was like, a football star, though. Yeah, yeah. And Ed O'Neill is actually oh. a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, so that makes yes. him even more yes. awesome.
1: <laughs> I'm taking Ed O'Neill, Al, Al Bundy <laughs> gotcha. only. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I saw him you know, when Sully, Sully played football. He, did, he he tried it for a season hated it, which I, I did, too. I mean, yeah. I played and I hated it. It just yeah. – it wasn't like soccer. I loved it. I would rather run – balls out for ninety minutes then mm-hmm. I wouldn't go run, fall down, run, fall down. Yeah. With all these pad and crap on. Like I hated he hated it. Yeah. And he didn't have that aggressive I mean he was at that point in his life where I wasn't like crazy aggressive and mom wasn't crazy aggressive, so he's not crazy aggressive. No. He's more passive. So when you go, kill that kid on the other team, you know, tackle him, take him down and he's just like, I don't really want to take him down. <laughs> I don't I don't know him, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um but, yeah, he did, he did not like football. Um, that wasn't
0: his thing. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's one thing that I really hope Raylan doesn't want to play. With all the studies coming out about CTE and brain oh, yeah. injuries, yeah. like brain damage starting in yeah. middle and high school kids, yeah. that's just scary, man. You know, like, jujitsu, you get thrown in your head occasionally, but you're not doing helmet-to-helmet contact for an hour and a half straight. Right, right. You know what yeah. I
1: mean? I mean, I tried to get him in hockey because, um, I, I mean, I played some hockey back in the day cool. hockey, hockey just seems fun.
0: like it would be an expensive sport for it a is kid it's play. there's a cheap. ton
1: of gear yeah i've yeah. got a ton at the house i probably need to get rid of i'm not gonna play again anyway but, but yeah it's pretty expensive it mm-hmm. can be anyway but i mean it but that's my point you know yeah you have these dads man like i mean i would come come to practice or come to the game i just finished you know pounding out a 60 mile bike ride or a hard run or you know a hard gym session and mm-hmm. you know show up at practice and listen to the you know the overweight guys over here and the head to toe under armor yeah yelling at these kids like yeah. you know if you can't do 25 push-ups and I'm like we're well, going see your ass do 25 push-ups <laughs> like I know I can go out there and say 25 push-ups and I'm gonna do it with my team because when mm-hmm. we did baseball you know when they didn't listen yeah we'd do you know, get out and give me 10.
0: Well, I'm right it, there yeah. with
1: them, pumping out 10. You're going to do 10 if I can do 10, you know. Yeah. And that's, but yeah, that's the whole. Yeah. That whole album, like I said, Al Bundy scenario. <laughs> like, yeah. let's live vicariously through our kids and that's, their sports.
0: Well, I mean, so there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, I think that's good because you have an emotional connection to your kid. You know? Right. But, like, if you want your kid to be successful in life, don't show them that they have to win everything to be a winner. Show them that they need to have good sportsmanship. Show them that they need to accept the loss and Mm -hmm. keep moving forward. Yeah. You know, like if I'm ever coaching like our kids' class at a competition and one of their parents starts going off, I'm going to drag them out on the mat, put them in the same position, be like, cool, you do that. Yeah. Oh, you want your kid to stand up while somebody else is sitting on their chest? I'm going to drag them out there by their collar, sit on their chest, be like, come on, get up. Get up, show him how it's done. Yeah. All right, then shut the hell up and go back to your seat. Yeah, yeah. you know, like that's it, man. Like I've, every competition I've been to, everybody's been nice. You know, yeah. like we're all there to compete, have fun. We're none of us are chasing sponsorships, none of us are chasing championships. Yeah, you know, but it's about enjoying the people that you're with. I had one opponent that I went up against, who was the sorest loser. Like I got him in a rear naked choke. He tapped out. We go back up there. And like, whenever you go back up, you fix your geese, put your belt back on. And then, you know, the ref grabs both of your hands and raises the winner's hand. So as they're raising my hand, he just walks off. Like, cool. I'm not standing here for this. Yeah. Like, I don't care. And that was just so disrespectful. And yeah. that's one thing that, like, like I said, win or lose, I'm always, I give him a big hug. I stand there. I let the ref raise their hand. I clap for them, give them a hug again. Then I go back over to my corner. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's like most of the guys that I race or raced. I mean, generally, after every race, I was having beers with. Yeah, that's it. You're in
0: the competition together. Of course, you are competition, but like y'all both just went through a 60 mile bike ride. Why not
1: hang out and be friends? I mean, there might be some smack talking while we're out there. Yeah. Once it was over, it's like, hey, man, sorry I nudged you in that corner, you know, (laughs) And, and, and just sit down and talk about life after that. But. It's, and that was one thing, like, I I stressed to our kids when we coached and stuff was, you know, bigger than learning to win, you got to learn to lose. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the, the biggest lessons in life, I think, is is learning to lose, learning to, you know, that not every day is your day and, and yeah. accepting it. And I think that just speaks volumes to kids. Yeah, or, but, I mean, another one, too, <laughs> A,
0: if you lose – that shows that you pushed yourself. Right. You know what I mean? If you're just winning everything, you're not pushing yourself. And two, whenever you lose, that shows you where the holes are. Yeah. You know, like, oh, okay. I lost whenever I started hitting this uphill climb. You yeah. know, so I need to work on my heels more. You know, yeah. I need to get my legs stronger, do some more squats, you know, or I lost on the straightaway. I gotta get my speed up. Maybe yeah. you gotta change the gears out on your bike. Maybe you need to update your equipment. Maybe you need to update yourself too, yeah. you know. Okay, so I start getting tired at the halfway mark. That's when I started slipping, you know. With jujitsu, you know, I get into a certain position, you know. Somebody's on my back, and they choke me. You know, that's why I lost. Cool. Well, for the next two months, everybody's starting on my back. Yeah, you know. Every time we do training, we're focusing on what the weak link is in the entire system. Right. Yeah. So you can learn a lot from losing. Even you know baseball teams. You know, kid drops. Three, four high flies. You know, cool. Knock him a couple of those for the next couple of weeks. Get him good at that. Cool. We patched that hole up. Where's the next hole? Yeah. You know, and keep moving on. So, I mean, losses are there to make us better. Whenever you win, you don't think about what you did wrong because, oh, yeah. hell, you won, you know. It right. does it
1: matter? Right. There's always something you probably could have done better. Oh, definitely, right? yeah. But I think – and and more and more importantly, just thinking about that, it and, and something I feel like a lot of kids – and teenagers and and all that these days they're not the best problem solvers and Mm -hmm. i think all that has a lot to do with it i think if they learn to lose i think if they you know first they they accept it they learn they learn to do it but then like you said they go back and find the reasons why i think all that plays out in life in general as to being better problem solvers
0: but i mean if i get a participation trophy i don't have to try yeah, yeah. I just I mean, got to
1: show up. And we've told him, and that's one of those things that we've joked about every year um, since he started sports as well. That's a nice participation trophy. They won the championship one time. I'm like, that's the one you guys earned. Yeah. yeah. That one right there. You that's earned it, it, man.
0: And that was a ridiculous thing. When my nephew started playing, uh, I think it was, what do they call it? Machine pitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ma- yeah. Machine pitch, softball, yeah. baseball, whatever. Baseball. Yeah. That was it, man. like, you know, I show up halfway through the game, what's the score? Like, oh, we don't keep score. And yeah. then my brother in law was like, no, this is the score. <laughs> you know, it's like they don't officially keep score. We keep score. Yeah. I mean, that's what you have to do. You right. have to learn it's okay to lose. Yeah. You know, yeah. like both teams didn't win that day. I don't care what it was. Even if they tied, there's obviously one team that tried hard than the other, or yeah. there's an MVP for the day.
1: Man, I'm telling you, we, we had a. When we went to kid pitch, we had a kid that was – I mean, he was a decent pitcher. Mm. I mean, you know, I mean they, they his parents touted him to be the next Madison Bumgarner. I'm sitting mm-hmm. there going, dude, he's 11 years old. Yeah. Madison Bumgarner wasn't throwing – he wasn't pitching when he was 11 years old. He didn't pitch until after high school mm. because his coach knew that he had something and didn't want to, to ruin his arm. Yeah. I'm like this. You got this kid out here trying to throw fastballs at 11 years old. Oh, yeah, I yeah. mean, and he's, he's thousands off, of them over the. Oh weekend. yeah, he's yeah. coming off the mound like you know, just grunting through it. But man, when he was in a rut, mm. he would stomp, slam his glove down. I mean, he literally oh, he literally sat on his glove on the on the mound in the middle of a game and cried. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there is no crying in baseball, dude. Like, yeah. somebody get that kid off the mound and out of here. Like, and I told my, you know, was, do you do that? And no, mm-hmm. you know. And it's, but it all boiled down to, he had no clue how to pro- how to solve the problem. And mm-hmm. first of all, he wasn't going to accept that there was a problem. Oh, yeah. it was somebody else's fault. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think that's one of those things that all these all these key points, you know. It's it's all about development as they grow and through yeah. the stages. I mean, well, I mean you know. it's about
0: you know goes back to point three nurturing. You no, know, like what did hurt whenever he was practicing? Because obviously, you know, his parents probably working with him to get that up. I don't think a coach twice a week is going to develop that kind of skill. No. So, what were they nurturing? Were they nurturing? Hey, this throw has to be perfect. Yeah. Hey, this next throw has to be perfect. Or are they nurturing? Like, hey, you. Having fun? Like, you're enjoying pitching? Do you want to try something else? You want to, right. you know, mix it up? Because like you said, man, pitchers, they're just... I'm not even, like, saying this to rag on pitchers or anything, but that's a delicate position. Like oh, you yeah. said, I mean, you've only got so many throws per shoulder. I mean, i pitched for years, and yeah. I mean, I'm paying You know, I'm paying for it now. No, well, I mean, you got I mean, guys that are already throwing their shoulders out <laughs> moving into yeah. college, yeah. you know? Oh, like, yeah. forget going pro. They're already burnt.
1: Yeah.
0: So... I mean, just with that position, you know, maybe switch it up, move him around. And also, like, he may not be the best pitcher. He may just be the first good one you found in the
1: group. Oh, yeah. So and I think that was a lot of it. But then when you get a movement, it's like, oh, my God. The oh, yeah. world just came to the came oh, to Oh, if they crashing ain't pitching, in. they ain't the star. You know, they're not yeah. the lead singer in right. the band I'm if like, they ain't pitching. Wait a minute. First base is still just as important. Yeah, yeah <sighs> third know? base. Yeah. Catcher. Catcher. Everything, yeah. And see, my kid did a little bit of everything. I mean, and realistically, I think because he, he's a left-hander, mm-hmm. I, he would have been a killer pitcher. But yeah. they never would; nobody paid him attention because he just wasn't a star. He wasn't the star athlete. Yeah. He was there. He enjoyed being there. He played. Mm-hmm. But he, it, if well, he didn't play, he didn't care. Well, I mean, a lot of times though, it's the parents causing the fuss. Oh, Why yeah. ain't my kid pitching? Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. We can put him up on the pitcher mound. Yeah. Wait, my kid's not pitching anymore? You put that kid in there? Yeah, and see, I'm mm-hmm. just over yeah. there like. There's no politics. There shouldn't yeah. be politics. There's a ton
1: of politics, yeah. there shouldn't be I politics. I let them throw but, to me, and I'm like, oh, wow, you got something. Yeah. You want to pitch? Not really. Okay. 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 You like center field? I love it. have at it. Mm-hmm. I love playing outfield. Yeah. Just because I could run. <clears throat> I never got much into it. On just, baseball in general. Yeah.
0: I mean, just team sports in general, honestly. I never really played basketball, football, yeah, anything. Yeah, see, like,
1: where I grew up, that's what every kid did. So yeah. it was, you know, basketball, baseball, football for a season or two, and then, you know, soccer, indoor. Now, I love soccer. Like, I, I played, mm-hmm. you know, just travel ball and classics and high school ball and yeah. and and was actually a decent soccer player. And that's I cool. and I still kind of look at maybe doing some adult league stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of lateral movement. I got to get back in there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Got to fix that ankle up first. Yeah. Cool, man. So, do we cover everything?
1: I think so. I mean,
0: probably just bored a lot of people. mm. Eh, it'd be fine if they made it this far. They're troopers. All right, quick recap. What were the four?
1: What were the four? Does anybody know? Can anybody tell me? Oh, there's nobody here. Multiple choice, guys. (laughs) They were engagement, involvement. You remember the other two?
0: Yeah, nurturing and fun and play there
1: you go i was paying
0: attention I'm i good. actually learned a lot good. from this i'm glad you decided to run this podcast so that was pretty informative for yeah. me
1: i mean you know it's some of those things that after going to the beach i was kind of sitting down thinking about it because you know i mean you realize a lot of things oh yeah you know when people start pointing out oh my god you've grown so much and you know mm-hmm. you're watching her kid kind of go do his own thing it's 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 tough
0: I believe it, man. I'm ready for mine to get a little bit more independent, but not that much more independent.
1: Yeah. No, it's like I was not prepared for this to go as fast as I was. Yeah. And it just, like, picks up. Like, it hits this peak, and it's all of a sudden just, whew.
0: Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you very much. This has been an excellent podcast. Like I said, I love learning, and, like, you hit on a couple of good points for me today.
1: Oh, good. Good.
0: Yeah. All right. Thank you to the listeners. Uh, as always, if you like the podcast, please give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to it on. If you have any questions or if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, fitness-related, lifestyle-related, whatever, uh, shoot me an email, danielfriedel at yahoo.com, and we will hopefully be talking to you soon. Peace. Bye.